Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Demonland Podcast. My name is Andy, and joining me as he does every single week, uh, Grapeviney. Good evening, Grapeviney. How are you? I'm excellent, Andy. Now, Thank you very much. Now, um, you know, we had a big weekend. Uh, both of us travelled up to the Gold, uh, Gold Coast and then to Brisbane um, to watch our beloved D's play. Is there any truth to the rumour that uh, you remain behind and still do to assist uh, Clary Oliver in uh, going number ones after he was uh, left behind uh, in <laughs> Queensland? Uh, you're close, close but no cigar, Andy. Um, I actually, uh, they did nab uh, Clayton for a, uh, a drug test and I got, um, I got nabbed in the same way. Um, they're trying to test me too. <laughs> And as you know, we spent the weekend ingesting and imbibing and uh, consuming all manner of substances. So I've been holding on to my wee-wees for, uh, for four <laughs> days now, actually. So I haven't gone. I'm hoping it'll clear the system before, uh, before they test me and, uh, and find out what we got up to. So for those of the, for those of you who do not know, where Clayton Oliver um, had to do a, uh, a random uh, drug test after the game. They they do choose a number of players after each game. I think from both teams, randomly, I assume. And um, he couldn't go number ones uh, at the time. I think he he could go, but I think he only filled up uh, ninety mil or ninety percent of whatever they uh, they test for, and he had to wait until. Uh, he had, uh, was able to provide a sample for them and in turn uh, missed the bus and then missed the plane uh, back to Melbourne and had to stay overnight and come back the next day. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, you I, don't I hear that th- often. There's a bit of an issue with that, and I think people raised it in the thread. Um, I mean, doesn't this potentially impact on his recovery and the club's plans uh, for the team, um, yeah, I, I, f- I find it a bit strange that they can force someone to stay interstate effectively. Um, it wouldn't be such an issue, obviously, if uh, if we're in Melbourne. But um, yeah, I, I think that there's merit to that uh, to that argument. Uh, but what uh, scientifically, I don't know how it all works. And a few people in one in that thread we had on uh, Demonland talking about this issue. Um, I mean, what scientifically uh, can they take a blood test instead? Um, is the is a urine test the next day still going to be able to uh, 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 detect any of the substances that they are testing for? Uh, do you know what the answer to any of those questions are? I don't. No, okay. no, I'm not. Uh, uh, not a rocket scientist <laughs> and not a drug scientist either, so I can't uh, can't answer that. Um, maybe if there's uh, uh, an expert out there among the listeners, they can uh, either call in or or post a response um, in the chat room. Well, I will give people um, I will give people the the numbers and and ways to do that to contact us. Um, if you do want to join us, join us in the conversation tonight and talk about anything, including uh, the Clayton Oliver uh, drug test. If you are a drug scientist, we'd uh, welcome your call. That's zero three nine zero one six. Three triple six. That's nine zero three nine zero one six three triple six. Or if you got Skype, uh, just look up uh, Demonland thirty one, and uh, 
you can contact us that way. We've also got a live chat room. Uh, if you go to demonland.com slash podcast, you can join in the conversation, ask us a question, and we are happy to answer it. So uh, they're the ways you can contact us. Um, what a win. Uh, we would... uh, and look, when we refer to drug scientists, we're not talking about all those demon landers with, Recreational. Uh, with um, backyard um, meth labs um, uh, looking for, for something a bit more scientific than that. So, um, yeah, don't call in with your recipes. We, we, maybe you can just email us uh, on the sly. Um, so we went up to, uh, to Brisbane. We were amongst... Uh, uh, 6,060 fans there, and I must say, we were probably outnumbered the Suns fans there. Would you say three to one, two to yeah, one? For sure. uh, it, yep. it, it, it seemed like there were no Suns fans there, and it was all demons. So, it was in effect, it was almost like a home game for us in terms of uh, having the crowd on your side. Um, it's it doesn't bode well, I don't think, for um, the state of football in. Well, certainly on the Gold Coast, and um, I don't know. Do you think that the Suns are going to be around, uh, you know, in ten years' time? Um, well, it depends, I guess, uh, how long the AFL will keep bankrolling them. The history of Gold Coast sport um, is littered with corpses. Basically, um, teams just don't survive here, um, so. Uh, good question, um, and the, the same question could be asked of uh, uh, of the Giants in Western Sydney. And I know that there have been suggestions that they should uh, move to Canberra, perhaps, where there's uh, a much greater football following. So, um, yeah, it doesn't help that they uh, haven't had their um, home stadium, Metropon no, no. Stadium, um, for the for this first part of the season. So, in a way, we did play a very depleted Gold Coast team. Um, they've had to travel the length and breadth of the country uh, in these opening rounds, and that's a huge disadvantage. And they're travelling the continent, uh, uh, well, not the yeah, continent, yeah, they're travelling right. the, the, the world <laughs> this week, so uh, that's not going to help them either. But you, you'd think with uh, very little success uh, so far, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon, and if they lose... Um, if they lose Lynch out of uh, that team, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. But um, we're not here to talk about the Gold Coast Suns and the, their fortunes. Um, we're here to talk about the Ds. Uh, who, who impressed you the most, uh, would you say, out of, uh, out of our guys this week? Oh, look, it's a bit of a tough call. There were plenty of, uh, uh, plenty of good players Um I think you need to acknowledge the efforts of uh, of Tommy McDonald. Um, uh, probably faded a bit as the game went on, but he certainly got the score on the board early when the rest of the team was struggling to convert um, and, and make the most of our inside 50s. Um, uh, Tommy Mack was able to put the score on the board early, so um, full marks to him. Uh, Max Gorn continued his outstanding season. Um, and I know we'll we'll talk about him in a moment and uh, uh, his um, his presence in the coaches association uh, awards and various media awards and uh, probably uh, figuring pretty well in Brownlow calculations at this stage. Yeah. Um, and the man that we've already spoken about, uh, Clarence Oliver, 
um, again, also continued uh, continued his fine season. Um, so they were they were probably the the top three. And uh, look, the back line continued their great form too. Uh, Michael Hibbard, Nev Jetter, and uh, uh, and Jake Lever. Yeah, as I'm, well as Oscar. Yeah. I must say, one of the most impressive things over the last few weeks um, have been has been, you know, sort of our back line starting to gel. And, you know, we've been talking about Oscar all year. He's been great. He's sort of beaten everyone he's been on. Um, you know, Hibbard is now starting to regain some of that All-Australian form off the halfback. Jets is regaining his should-have-been All-Australian form last year. Um, and Lever's, you know, he's taking, you know, showing so much guts in jumping back and taking marks and, and doing everything that was the whole reason we chased him and chased him hard. Uh, you know, our back six is, is looking good and, you know, that's, uh, that's you know, going to benefit us. <laughs> going yeah, through. and look, one name we've left out, and we did, you and I certainly discussed it on the day, was Jordan Lewis. Yes. Who, uh, in our opinion, probably played his best game for the club. Um uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it was sort of back to the Jordan Lewis of old, wasn't it? Um, uh, really at his uh, at his very best on the weekend. So uh, a real general across half-back and uh, um, did some good defensive work and also provided some uh, some great drive um, off half-back too. So um, good, good to see him um, finding his very best form again. Yeah, um, I think it was definitely the best game I think I've seen him play for the D's and um, hoping to see a bit more of that, um, you know, over the coming year and um, hopefully into next year. Um, a, a player who, uh, on the night, I sort of didn't take a lot of notice of um, and he certainly got a lot of the ball and had probably his uh, best game uh, for the D's was um, James Harms. And I think the reason I didn't notice him, um, we sat sort of quite close to the fence. Um, we usually, both of us, sit uh, at least one level up, which is where I generally like to watch uh, the game from, sort of get to see more of the field and uh, you sort of notice a bit more uh, from there. But uh, he had 33 disposals. I think 18 of those were contested possessions. Uh, he was involved in, um, I thought I read somewhere, a dozen score involvements. He had, uh, according to these stats, six clearances and six tackles. Um, certainly his best game for the club. Yeah, yeah. Look, we both um, overlooked him a bit on the day, didn't we? We were yep. a bit surprised uh, looking at the stats later. Um, that uh, that he'd racked up such big numbers. But, yep, um, good on him, uh, getting very involved. And uh, we should also mention um, another one who I thought played really well was Angus Brayshaw, yeah. um, who continues his excellent work um, uh, in the middle. Uh, plenty of clearances again. Um, so, yep, yeah, and, it's good, good stuff. And both of them, uh, looking at the stats, were extremely wasteful in front of goals. Uh, Harms kicked zero goals, three behinds, and uh, Brayshaw has one goal, three behinds. So certainly they could have been a lot more deadly, but it wasn't just them that were missing uh, the, the big sticks. Um, we had quite a few players. Milksham kicked one goal, three, 
and we were watching him, or I had my eye on him uh, in the pregame. He, from what I saw, he had about six, seven, or eight shots at goal and missed every single one of them. And uh, it was just one of those nights for him because usually he is uh, a dead eye uh, in front of goals, and you, you know, he's one of those players that you want to have ball in hand, having a shot, but he just couldn't find the sticks. Uh, on um, on the night, um, yeah, he's been a bit wayward the whole year, yeah. hasn't he? Um, he had a couple of good weeks. Um, I'm just having a look now. He's got seven twelve uh, yeah. for the season so far. Um, so you're right, though. He missed uh, missed every shot in the warm up, and it then carried through to the game. Um, Harms isn't great in front of goal. Um, I'm not particularly confident when he's got the ball in hand. Uh, but, uh, yeah, look, we finished with 20, 21. Um, uh, and, it, look, it could easily have been, you know, uh, 30 goals, 11, really. So um, a big win um, and a high score, but uh, probably could have been an even bigger win and an even greater score, really. Well, we broke the rec- the league record since they've been taking inside 50 um, uh, stats. Uh, we, well, we equaled the record, uh, which is very impressive, but, you know, we've got to be able to convert uh, those inside 50s into, into more goals. And as you said, we could have had 30, easily had 31 goals and really smashed them, but um, it... it, it Still, it's it's impressive uh, the amount of uh, inside fifties that we had. So, yes, that was great. Um, yeah, don't don't make me angry. Is just posted in the chat room that the league average is fifty percent, sort of uh, scoring at fifty percent from your inside fifties, which is what we what we had forty one scoring shots from the eighty three entries. So, um, if that stat is correct, we were we were about on the mark. Um, but yeah, you'd like to see a, a greater um, conversion rate um, uh, if you're going to get the ball inside 50 so often. But, well, um, we're talking more about conversion rates from behinds to goals, not necessarily inside 50s into scoring uh, shots, which obviously you'd like to do anyway. But uh, our wayward kicking in front of goals, uh, lucky it didn't uh, impact uh, the the result at all and didn't get close to it. But uh, you don't want to uh, be having a, a shocker like that um, in in terms of uh, you know your goal versus behind percentage against a team that you come close to. So hopefully we can straighten up a bit in front of goals. Um, uh, I was Look, just the impressive the impressive thing was that they um, kicked away with it in the last quarter. I think we outscored them by six goals, eight goals to two. So, um, you know, we took a, a, um, a five-and-a-half-goal lead and, and turned it into a, a, an 11-goal lead, um, an 11-goal victory. So um, uh, Demon Landers have been complaining that we didn't put away uh, Essendon or St Kilda, so it was, uh, it was good to finally do the business against the Suns. Yeah, it was great to, uh, to 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 run away with it. In the end, we've been uh, you know begging for that, so uh, we finally got it, and um, let's hope it continues on into next week. Um, uh, I was really impressed with um, with uh, Jesse Hogan again. He you know he I think he kicked all three of his goals in the last quarter, but one of the stats that I saw during the week was um, his total distance covered. Uh, he ran 
nearly 17 kilometres throughout the game, which was the high. And for such a big guy, um, his tank is just so, so impressive. And, you know, he was saying it all during the pre-season now. He was training well. And, I mean, what what, what a beast he is. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, look, that uh, that distance is, is extraordinary uh, um, for a... Uh, a key position player, and um, I, I think it was sort of pointed out in the uh, in the Incredible Hulk Jesse Hogan thread <laughs> um, by Destroy All, who said that it was probably his worst game for the year. Um, uh, not a bad game, but just not as good as his others. But still finished with 22 touches, eight eight marks, and then as you say, the three goals which he got in the in the final quarter. So. Um, if that's a quiet game, then... Um, You'd take uh, that any day of the week, I you'd think. You'd really yeah. take that any day of the week, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. And, uh, look, Tommy Mack is also covering a lot of ground, so the mobility of Jesse and uh, and Tommy uh, is causing headaches. Um, it will cause headaches for any opposition, basically. Um, it's hard enough um, keeping up with one of them, let alone two of them. So uh, it's a, a huge weapon in our arsenal. Well, we, we talk about uh, the big four. Um, you know, we're, earlier in the year we were sort of talking, you know, can we play Jesse, Tommy Mack? And at the time it was, um, uh, was uh, Pedersen um, and Max all in the same team. Well, we've, you know, substitute Pedersen for Wiedemann. And even though Wiedemann was uh, a little bit quiet in terms of his output, um, just having the big guy there, I th- you know... Uh, well, they took, well, a lot of people on Demonland after the match were saying that Wiedemann's got to got to go out of the team. But uh, the coach firmly said that uh, the big four is there to stay. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you, do we persist with Wiedemann even though he's being a bit quiet, um, or just having him in there, allowing Tommy Mack and Jesse to go further up the field? And you know, when someone comes off the onto the bench for a rest, you got. Uh, the big man there, um, you know, another big man down there. Yeah, look, there's no doubt it's working in the team sense and uh, in terms of the structure and, as you say, freeing up Jesse and Tommy to, to do their stuff further upfield. But, um, uh, look, he was uh, quiet, um, involved in a few goal assists and um, I saw from his uh, relatively few possessions there was that um, nice setup. Uh, for Spargo in the first quarter, yep. I think. And, look, he's going all right in the ruck. And, uh, of course, I think we should persist with him. Um, the plan, I would have thought, long-term is for the for the big four to keep playing. Um, uh, Max is obviously going to keep rucking, but um, I, I think, Simon, this is how he sees the future. Um, and if he doesn't, then we've got one too many, don't we? Um, so, um, yeah, unless they're planning on getting rid of one of Hogan, McDonald or Wiedemann, um, as I say, this is the future, so it should be the present too. So I'm quite happy um, for him to stay in the team and um, he might come out um, on a very wet day uh, if the if if the um, football department decide to go small, but I would have thought um, he's going to stay in the team from here on in. Um, 
and that this is the long term uh, the long term plan of the coach. Yeah, um, uh, D Old Fart uh, in the chat room has uh, put the question of Spargo versus Jeffy. Um, at the moment, Spargo's going alright. Uh, he didn't have a heap of. Uh, possessions this weekend uh still managed to kick two goals uh hannon the other small guy uh had 17 possessions um and i didn't realize hannon had had 17 possessions but he bobbed up for three three as well so um it's going to be hard for jeffy to get i love jeffy uh, i think he can be you know and i think um super Mercado said it last week um you know he can just turn it on uh jeffy and provide such spark but um yeah, I mean, the guys that have replaced him at the moment are playing all right and, uh, you know, hitting the scoreboard. And that's, you know, from for a small forward, that's what you want. You want them to be um, you want them to be in there providing some defensive pressure as well as um, kicking goals, and that's what they're doing at the moment. Yeah, and then that, that pressures Jeffy back in the twos to lift his game um, uh, because if he wants to replace um, either Spartacus... Or, yes. <laughs> uh, which we must credit to uh, another D fan <laughs> that was sitting near us um, on the weekend. Uh, we we were taken by that name and we'll keep using it perhaps. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting one and I would be interested to see the changes this week and whether Jeffy does get a... Uh, uh, does get a Guernsey back in the ones because I think from all reports he did play pretty well for Casey on the weekend. So yeah, we'll um, we'll talk about Casey a bit later on, and uh, we've got sort of uh, a rundown of every uh, player that for the list of D's list of player that played. So we'll go through that a bit later. But I believe Jeffy played quite a bit in the middle um, on the weekend. So if he does replace Spargo, I would say it would only be to rest Spargo and you know, sort of just manage him a little, but uh, he's certainly doing some nice things and he's kicking kicking goals, so you know, good on him. I, I really like him, but I love Jeffy too, so um, you know, I'd love to see Jeffy get unleashed against the Blues, his old team. Yeah, it's tempting, isn't it? Um, and he'd, uh, he'd love to kick a bag against them, so um, tough call. It tough is call. a tough call. Well, we might. And, t- and yep. it's a tough call to. Obviously, Viney's going to come back in, and we'll talk about changes a bit later. But um, it's a tough call to drop someone from a team that's won by eleven goals. So, if someone, uh, if uh, Spartacus does make way for Jeffy, then uh, um, yeah, uh, um, it's a bit of a tough call, isn't it? Uh, Salem came back into uh, the side. Was Salem back? In? Yeah, he was back in this. Yep. I knew he was back in, but uh, he missed last week. Um, uh, he was. I thought he was great as well. Um, you know, really, uh, really adding a lot to to that midfield, um, and came up with a couple goals himself. Yeah. Um, was he? I think he was playing more half back. Yeah, sort than of midfield, but yeah, he did sort of uh, running through. Um, you know, yep. the, on a game sort of where we started, we had the ascendancy. Um, yeah, it was all over the place and uh, copped, a, copped one in the back <laughs> as well late in the game. Um, yeah, that was, that was a bit nasty, wasn't it? Yeah, I also thought the uh, the hit on... Close uh, to reportable, almost. Well, it was ve- it was quite late, I, th- I thought. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think if you're going to... Someone's going to take a mark and then someone else is going to come in very late, it's... Uh, 
it's very close to a reportable offence, but whether you get uh, rubbed out one week and not the next, that's uh, <laughs> that's a week-to-week proposition with uh, the match review panel. Um, the player again this week that I think disappointed me the most was um, was Tyson. I thought um, I, I, I mm, wasn't wasn't wrapped with uh, with his game. On the, on the weekend, um, I thought he was wayward in uh, some of his kicking, and you know it's been a sore point of mine and a, a few other Demon Landers. And um, I don't know when we talk about changes, his name might come up uh, yeah. to be replaced. But um, I don't know if any other Demon Landers want to call in uh, and give your thoughts on the game or any particular players. Zero three nine zero one six three triple six. That's nine zero. One six three triple six, and you can Skype us Demonland thirty one, or jump in the chat room Demonland dot com slash podcast, and uh, yeah, you can ask a question of us uh, that way. Um, I think uh, pretty much gone over everyone in the team. Uh, we, I don't think we mentioned Jonesy, but Jonesy's Jonesy, and he just keeps doing uh, the Jonesy things. Uh, Fritch as well. I didn't mention him. He he had twenty. He realised he had uh, twenty six uh, possessions on the weekend. Um, you know, played, and I've noticed they're sort of playing him. Uh, played him on the wing a little bit, yep. and he played sort of. He pops up in the back line a little bit, and I don't mind that as well because he's got a beautiful kick and him streaming down the, the wing, kicking into our forward line is, uh, you know, when you've got someone with such uh, great skills, uh, it's good to see. Yeah, look, it continues Goodwin's theme of flexibility and versatility and players being able to excel in a number of positions. Um, so, yeah, look... Uh, his development continues, and he's really, uh, really tracking, um, tracking very well at the moment. Uh, uh, Fritzl, so um, good luck to him uh, to continue on that way. And we we touched on it uh, briefly. You mentioned that Maxi uh, has climbed up into equal second in the coaches' votes awards. Um, you know, can't talk more highly of uh, Maxi. Um, I've been saying it for a few weeks now. If he continues on this, I think he's going to get very deep into uh, Brownlow night. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's going to win it, but um, he'll definitely be up there, I think. You know, the guy just stands out, and uh, uh, I think he'll, he can attract a, a lot of votes. And if we keep winning and win enough games, then he'll be definitely be up there. And uh, well done, Maxi, on, uh, you know being up there with the coaches votes awards and it's mostly midfielders so um well done yeah it's uh, somebody posted in that thread i believe that the one of the bookies is still offering 26 dollars yeah i read that on max that's good money considering the start to the season he's had so um if you're that way inclined jump on it absolutely I think because it's just such a midfielder's award these days and it's it's been a long time uh, since a Ruckman uh, won it, um, I think. <laughs> uh, it'd be back to probably uh, Scott Wind, or was there one after him? Um, uh, yep. I don't know, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, not many Ruckman win it these days, so maybe that's why the bookies aren't getting onto him, but uh, yeah... Um, it's an interesting one. Uh, he still is leading the uh, the Demonland uh, Player of the Year award. 
um, uh, followed by uh, Clary, who um, who caught up a little bit to him on the weekend, and then uh, Jesse, Nathan Jones, and now Salem uh, replaced Oscar McDonald uh, for the fifth spot. So that's the state of the uh, Demonland Player of the Year. Um, yeah, and I think they've got it. I think the Demonlanders have got it pretty right so far. Um, I'd say that those, well, if you say that those six, Gorn, Oliver, Hogan, Jones, Salem, and Oscar, um, uh, that's probably about uh, about how it should be at the moment. So, and uh, I must add, on the money, I must add that uh, last couple of weeks, Brayshaw has uh, shot up the uh, the list. Uh, he's in uh, equal eighth position, and uh, Tommy McDonald is uh, just behind him. So, um, mm. you know, they continue to be. You know, getting votes. Um, so, yeah, Jack Viney's got a long way to uh, climb back up, but no doubt in a couple of weeks he may be in there. Um, we'll move on to uh, the Casey game. Unfortunately, uh, Drunken167 is working tonight, so we can't call in with his um, with his uh, view on the game because he does go to every uh, single Casey game. But um, we had uh, quite a few uh, Demonland followers uh, venturing out to Casey uh, to watch the Jack Viney uh, show. So, um, yeah, um, we have a report from from there. Um, uh, where I've just got to pull this up. Um, it was Vogan Poetry, I think. Who yeah. um, uh, look? There are a few good. Um, a few good reports there, but probably the most comprehensive was the one supplied by VP. Yeah, I think I've pulled up uh, the the wrong. Uh, <laughs> I think I pulled up the wrong post uh, from Vogon, uh, so I will look at it in a second. I will go uh, dig it up. Um, what did you think uh, from what you've heard? What uh, what of that? What were they saying about Viney? Um, oh, look, uh, by all accounts, he played pretty well. Um, I think he was at about 70% game time he had. Yeah. Um, only the 18 touches, um, although that's not bad for 17, uh, for 70% game time, but uh, apparently the, there was a very hard tag on him. Um, but uh, by all reports, he was a cut above um, uh, the rest and, uh, yeah, so, uh, look, he's done what he had to do and um, he will absolutely be back in the seniors this week and uh, uh, can't wait to see him. Um, and it might take him a week or two but um, uh, to, to sort of build back to his best form. But um, a bit like Tommy McDonald coming back a, a few weeks ago, um, Viney will, will really enhance, um, enhance our output. So can't wait. Yeah, so are you um, are you a definite he's going to play this week? Um, uh... Yes. Yeah, well, um, Goodwin had virtually said before the weekend that, um, you know, barring a catastrophe, that Viney was going to play this week. So um, Jack himself said that he felt great after the game, 100%. Um, not a, a flicker of doubt in his mind as to how he's feeling, so... Um, he's ready to go. I'm still having trouble finding the post I was looking for. Um, 
I'll take this opportunity while I'm still searching for it to uh, to give you the numbers. If you are oh, here, it is. Um, his uh, Vogue on Poetry said, Jack Viney said uh, he had the first clearance of the match and the kick was just great to see. He was harder and faster around the stoppages than anyone else and uh, did a lot of the grunt stuff. Uh, looked in good touch and was generally very clean and kicked the ball well when he got the opportunity. Uh, but, you know, he was heavily tagged for three quarters, so he didn't find much space. But that's what you would expect uh, from from Viney. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm happy to uh to say that uh yeah put him straight in uh billy stretch uh was another one that sort of impressed um uh, they didn't play him on the wing he played on the ball um and uh vogon says he did it very well found the ball regularly had clean hands and pretty good decision making um so i mean that's good he said it's a lot of promising signs but a long way to go and you know, I think it's going to be hard for Billy to get back into back into the first. But if he keeps playing like that, then uh, you know he might uh, might see some action. Um, yeah, look, I was, I was pleased to read that because he's been struggling for a long time now, Billy Stretch, um, going back into last year. So if nothing else, it's good for his confidence to have a, a great game, get his hands on the footy a bit. So. Uh, um, yeah, pleased to hear that. Even though, it, uh, you know, he might not um, not necessarily first cab off the rank to get a, a Guernsey just yet in the senior team, but um, at least he's back uh, uh, back on the road, um, which is good to hear. I'd say at the moment he's probably there, for, you know, for depth. Um, you know, we have uh, a string of injuries and stuff. Uh, but if he keeps playing like that, he may just get his chance um, in in the one. So, uh, yeah, um, well done to to him. Um, uh, Frosty apparently played a solid game with some good contested marking at times, a bit of dash and uh, continued to do what he does. Um, uh, still prone to silly mistakes, um, but... Uh, yeah, was a good compu- contributor on the day. Uh, Pedersen, another one that's, uh, well, if you, it, d- it depends. I think they're going to go with Wiedemann, but he's obviously the Wiedemann uh, back up at this stage. Uh, uh, Vogon said he was uh, full of fumbles in the first half, um, uh, but stuck at it and played better as the game went on. A great mark in the second quarter, a good contributor, uh, played uh, as a key position forward and a relief ruck. Um, the other one I'm interested to look at is uh, Jaden Hunt. Uh, Vogon says, uh, poor old Jaden uh, looked bereft of confidence and really struggled to find the ball and get involved. He just needs to start and try and enjoy his footy again and concentrate on the basics. Uh, we all know what he can do, but didn't do it uh, yesterday. Um, and that's, that, that upsets me a lot, uh, not because uh, Demonland sponsors Jaden, but, uh, you know, last year I thought, Jaden's going to be a certain starter, first 22 picked week in, week out, and it just looks like his confidence is shot at the moment. And um, mm. if his confidence also shot in the twos, it's not looking good at the moment for him getting back into the team. So, um, yeah, let's uh, hope that he finds some form because he's not going to get back in uh, without that. Nope, you're right. Um. Uh, Jeffy Garlett, I think, uh, well, is probably one to look at because um, there's, you know, the possibility that they'll rest uh, one of the young forwards at some some stage. Um, 
uh, what he's, what Vogon said. He said it's hard to appreciate how quick he is unless you see it uh, close at close hand, and it's hard to understand how uh, he can see options in a sea of players as quickly as he does. But he does and was a clear cut above this level yesterday, although he didn't get a lot of it. Uh, he applied pressure and provided options yesterday, as well as spending some time on ball. Reality is he's a cut above Spargo at the moment. And uh, Vogon said that's no criticism of Spargo. So I guess his selection will come down to how he's playing his role and whether Goody wants him back. Uh, but he will get back and he is our best 22 when he's going. And yeah, I agree with that. Um, Yep. Although I've been very impressed with Spargo, I, I think Jeff is probably above him, but Spargo's kicking goals and you know doing all the right things at the moment. So it just depends on whether they're going to rest Spargo or um, and give yeah, Jeffy yeah. a go. So um, toss I, I would have thought he's going to need a rest at some stage. He hasn't uh, done the preseasons, um, you know, hasn't got the miles into the legs that Jeffy has. Um, over a, a long career, so at some point it's going to happen. Um, uh, you know, I don't think Spargo will see out the rest of the year um, in the ones. He's going to need to go back and have a, a spell at some stage, and it'll be interesting to see, as we sort of said before, just uh, when that happens. Um, so, but look, good to hear. Jeffy's obviously doing all the right things at Casey, um, which is good. Uh, you know, he hasn't gone back to Sook or anything like that. Um, he's copped it on the chin and he's obviously putting in the hard yards and uh, doing what he can to, to put his name in front of the selectors. Yeah, um, and I think Spargo will will um, will get his opportunity. Um, you know, if he does get dropped, he'll get an opportunity to get back into the team. And, yeah, um very uh, very happy with uh, with the with the report from that game because uh, we were playing an unbeaten team. It, it, this is the Casey game, um, so yeah, good to see um, good to see that uh, happen. Um, uh, Tim Smith yeah, apparently was, in very good form too. Yeah, so I'll read uh, what he said about Tim Smith. I've watched Tim over a long period now, and he's he's played some good games, and I've never thought he had AFL attributes until yesterday. He was fantastic, strong in the air, strong on the ground, and found plenty of it. He's not called bull for nothing, and for the first time yesterday, I thought he could really play AFL footy. Great game. Now, Drunken167 has been saying this for weeks. I've read it, uh, read him, you know, saying it every single week. He said it on this podcast. Uh, he's a possibility to come in for if they do want to, uh, you know, if Wiedemann doesn't doesn't make the cut. Um, he's a possible replacement for, for him. And I think we'll see Tim Smith at some point uh, in the coming weeks, particularly if he plays like they said he played. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, Wiedemann rucks, and that's yeah. the one uh, one thing he can do that that um, that Bull can't. Um, look, he can't do more than what he's doing at the moment. Um, whether that uh, translates into a, an opportunity in the ones at some stage, um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I guess on the on the form of others. Um, but he has spent time in the midfield, I think, um, as well um, during the year. So, again, that, that you know, might appeal to, to Goodwin's, um, uh, uh, Goodwin's um, penchant for um, flexibility and versatility. So, um, yeah, watch this space. 
I must say that uh, when I was talking about replacing Wiedemann, I did forget that he is our backup ruck at the moment. Um, and uh, so I guess that's uh, that's where Wiedemann's... Uh, uh, where his CV sort of, uh, you know, matches or betters uh, someone like Tim Smith. Yeah, you're right. Uh, uh Unless Tommy Mack goes back in the ruck, but I don't think they want to go down that route because I don't think I've seen Tommy uh, take a ruck contest uh, since he's been back. So, um, yeah. No, I wonder whether, is that to protect his feet? Possibly. Um, or is it just that, uh, you know, he's doing so well where he currently is and we've got Wiedemann and Wiedemann's sort of tracking a ride in the ruck at the moment. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, well, he had he had six hitouts, but uh, I think it's just about having a body, a big body in in the ruck for those contests. So uh, I'm sure he'll just he'll get better. And their the, their ruckman was a, a, an absolute monster. Um, he's a, he was a big guy. So um, yeah. yeah, look, people need to get over this. Some people are still calling for Peterson to replace Wiedemann in the ones. That is not going to happen. Um, uh, Peterson is not going to play again unless unless there are injuries. Mm. Um, and people sort of go back to his form last year, uh, but they ignore the fact that Peterson's best footy last year was when Gorn and Hogan were out and he was the main man. Um, and they forget that when Gorn and Hogan were back in those few games that Peterson played, um, it didn't work. Um McDonald, Hogan and Peterson didn't work as a forward combo. Um, so people need to get over. You know, you and I are big, uh, were big fans of Peterson and still are big yeah, fans yeah. of Peterson. Um, you know, he's not going to die, um, not going to die wondering, that's for sure. Um, and we know that if he does get an opportunity, he'll clasp it with both hands. But um, he's... Uh, He's a spare parts man at the moment, and as I say, he's only going to come back in if there are injuries like there were last year. Yeah, I have to agree with you. I, I do I do like Pedersen. I love the work he did last year. He was fantastic. But you're right, uh, when those guys did come back, it, it didn't work. And it did certainly, you know, we were playing uh, at that time, I think we were playing Tommy Mack and Hogan sort of in, in, in the forward 50. But um, I think it's working well this year with Wiedemann, at the moment, it allows one of the two, uh, of Hogan and McDonald, to go up the ground. Um, if Peterson was in the in the mix, he would be in the team. Um, and clearly the coaching staff are persisting with Wiedemann. So it'll be interesting to see. Wiedemann, I reckon he will get a game this week. be interesting to see what happens you know, in the next few weeks after after that, uh, when we come up against um, Adelaide and 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 some other teams before the bye. Um, we're talking about injuries. Uh, our injury list at the moment, thank thank uh, thank Jack Viney, is um, is almost um, well, well. It's empty. We've got a few players on there, but. Uh, with the exception, I think, of maybe uh, at the moment Dean Kent, uh, who possibly could be getting a game, but, you know, we've got some good small forwards getting a game. Um, and, well, Corey Maynard wasn't a certain starter, 
Bart was one of those guys that they were trying out. Other than that, there's, you know, we've pretty much got a full complement, definitely our best yep. 22, our best 26 available uh, to yep. play. So, uh, you know, that hasn't happened for a while, and let's hope that continues. Now, we did see Tommy McDonald limp off the ground the other mm. day. Has there, I haven't heard anything in terms of that, but he 100% limped off the ground. Didn't look like a severe injury, but, you know, maybe just rolled or something of his ankle, but he did limp off. You haven't no, heard anything? No, there's no reference to it afterwards. Uh, Goodwin didn't mention it. No one asked about it in his presser, um, and there's been no reference to it. So I can only, uh, only presume it was minor. Yep. Um, and all's good. Yeah, well, I haven't heard anything, so uh, hoping for no surprises come selection. Um, and, you know, with such a small injury list, uh, well, you know, changes are only going to come through uh, dropping someone and there's a big change coming into the team. Uh, we've both said we reckon Viney's playing. Coach has basically said he's playing. Who comes out? Do, do we take out a big man or... I don't know what's the first of all what's the weather forecast uh, for the weekend um, well it'll be cold uh, I think it's uh, I think it's meant to be um, I think it's meant to be okay I don't yeah. think they're forecasting uh, I don't think they're forecasting rain so I'm just calling it up now um, yeah, as am I this is 15 degrees um, slight chance of a shower um, so, no, look, they're, you know, I, I can only see them going small if it's, you know, they're predicting yeah. biblical weather conditions. No, it's not. It's, it's a rain, it's a 30% chance of zero to 0.4 millimetres. So, um, yep. no, it's not, no, no. weather's not no, going to affect. I'll go with the four talls. Yep. And I would have thought the outs, um, look, uh, Nibbler was a bit better on the weekend than he has been. He kicked uh, a little bit of touchback. Yeah, he kicked, kicked two goals. Um, Missed an absolute sitter. Yeah, but uh, I think he, he's probably done enough to keep his spot. I wonder, well, let's just go back to the game for a moment because there was one player I was a little bit disappointed with his game, uh, Christian Petraka. I, I, I don't know if it's still some, um, you know, still because of his finger, but um, it's sort he's of... got rabies. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed like that would have been a perfect game for him to just destroy an opposition. And, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I, I thought he was a bit flat and, you know, I'm waiting for, you know, Christian Petraka to just burst onto the scene. And, you know, we know what he can do, but, you know, he's getting that consistency. It's not coming yet. No, I'm not worried about it. No, I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not uh, losing sleep, but um, no, no, no. Uh, and look, he has been quiet since coming back from the dog bite. Um, but and I think we've discussed this before. There are so many sort of options up forward that um, you know, if the opposition put all put their attention on keeping um, uh, Petraka quiet, then Hannon's going to bob up for a few if they. Um, so, yeah, you know, it could well be that, that uh, you know, the opposition are putting a fair bit of work into him and, and that's freeing up others to, to, to sort of um, do the finishing that he might otherwise do. But one thing that he's certainly struggling with this year is his goal-kicking. Um, I think we might have spoken about this last week. Um, and there was last an article. Year, he was a dead-eye dick. 
Um, and this year, he's uh, I think he's number two in the league. Yeah, there was an so article this week about accuracy. Yeah, um, yeah, it's certainly just disappointing his uh, his accuracy in front of goal. But um, yeah, I I think the focus in the uh, at the beginning of the year was to play him in the middle. But I haven't seen him play much time in the middle um, the last few weeks, and I don't know if that was because of him being you know spending quite a bit of time in a hospital bed. Um, yep. while he had the dog bite. Um, yeah, uh, I would like to see him get back into the game and uh, start impacting it a lot more because he, he d- virtually had no impact uh, this week. Yeah, and look, it's interesting, the the issue of him playing midfield minutes because it's uh, him sort of um, playing fewer minutes in the middle over the past few weeks has coincided with with Gus yeah. um, spending more time in the middle. Um, and, look, that mix is going to change again now that, that Jack's back. So how that impacts um, Christian uh, will be interesting to see. I can't wait to see Jack back. Um, I'm wondering, do you think they'll limit his uh, game time in the ones? Uh, well, I guess it... Uh, depends sort of how fit he is. But, yeah. look, he's done a lot of running. Yeah. Um, he's got the one match under his belt. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll we'll know at the end of the at the end of the game just how sort of prepared he was um, in terms of the minutes that he's allowed to play, minutes that he's able to play. Well, opposition this week, uh, the Blues. Now, they've got um, possibly two big uh, returnees coming back. Um, well, too big. The one really big one. They got Mark Murphy, who's uh, listed as a test. Uh, you, from all reports, he will probably come back. Um, uh, March Bank. Uh, well, the, the AFL site saying one week, but I've seen places a test, and I think Weedering's out at the moment. He's been playing in the twos, but you'd think they'd have to bring a guy like that back in. Uh, to cover Jesse yep. Wiedemann, uh, Tom McDonald, uh, you'd think he'd be a shoe in uh, to return yes. from the twos, and uh, he's he's a quality uh, young player, uh, although his form hasn't been great. But um, he'll be yep. back. And then there is, um, you know, if you haven't heard the news about the Kerno brothers, the Blues brothers, as uh, I've seen that headline far too many times this week. Um, what do you think of that whole debacle? Um, uh, the two incidents, uh, Charlie, Ed, Charlie being the taller one, Ed being the smaller one. Um, what did you think of the, the uh, being referred to the match, uh, from the match review panel to straight to the tribunal and then the result of the, them both getting off with a fine um, and then the appeal process, uh, which will be heard tomorrow? Well, debacle is the right word for it, as you say. Um, you know, completely at odds with what happened to Tommy Hawkins last week. What I can't understand is, and most Demonlanders seem to be of this opinion, is that Ed's transgression was worse than Charlie's. Um, I actually thought that out of the four, um, uh, you know, including uh, Hawkins, I actually thought Charlie's is the worst out of all of them. Um, he's... His action was to stop the umpire from getting to the melee. Um, so there, and in being sort of cleared, 
they've effectively said that the player can dictate what's in the best interest of the umpire. I've just found that extraordinary that he got off. I actually thought, if anything, he deserved maybe two weeks um, because since when does a player get to decide where an umpire goes and what he does? Um, I, I just... I thought uh, I thought Hawkins and Ed um, is sort of a bit of a lesser offence compared to that, and Mays was probably the least um, the least troublesome because he was demonstrating what he was trying to do was demonstrate to the umpire what he thought had happened in the contest. Yeah. And you know, if you want to see how farcical the whole situation is, he. Um, uh, he pleaded and got approved at sort of being at the, that the contact was careless. Yeah. Well, careless is completely the wrong word to describe it. It was actually very deliberate. He was demonstrating to the umpire what had happened in the contest. Careless indicates that it's happened by accident. It wasn't by accident. He put his head into the umpire's chest to show what had just happened. So the whole thing is a joke. And... Uh, I'd be very surprised if those decisions aren't overturned tomorrow in relation to the uh, Blues brothers. Um, and I think that the outrage that's, that we've seen in the media and on Demon Land is absolutely justified. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what the decision is tomorrow. Yeah, look, I was so surprised that they both got off... Um... Yeah, particularly with the um, Hawkins thing the week before. Uh, Hawkins was, I don't know the exact uh, turn of events with that, but from what I heard, he was, you know, sort of told he would uh, he'd get two and, you know, so he pleaded guilty and it was put down to one. So I thought, well, these guys have to get at least a week or one of them or whatever. And then to, to get off, I don't know, I, I, it just smells a bit bit funny. Um, I'm not quite tinfoil hatting it and saying there's any conspiracy going on, but uh, I'm not exactly not saying it, <laughs> but it's ridiculous. And, and just the inconsistency from one week to the next and one decision, you know, the free, free kicks from one, things that they're focusing on one week to the other. I mean, they've completely forgotten about that whole running past the, the mark rule. You know, whether you liked it or not, it, it's just ridiculous. From one week to the next, you don't—they're focusing on something else, and then they completely forget it. It's—it's it's ridiculous. The rules. I know our game is is unique, and there's there's a lot of interpretation when it comes to rules. But you know how they can focus on one thing one week and then ignore it the next, and it's just that—that that to me, um, rather than anything else in our game that people are complaining about recently, is is. is the thing that puts me off the most. Uh, I mean, I'm not to the point where I'm not going to go to the footy. Uh, that's certainly not, uh, you know, not an option. But um, yeah, it's it's frustrating. Do you think that the tribunal it should be the same panel each time? Because obviously, the three members who heard the uh, Blues Brothers cases were different to the Hawkins panel. Uh, should it be the same tribunal members each week? I think so. Perhaps right. I think somebody suggested a couple of backups in case of um, commitments, you other know, commitments, unavailability, yeah. or yep. other commitments, uh, illness, whatever it might be. But if we want consistency, we should really have the same 
the same tribunal each week, shouldn't we? Yeah, and I was surprised as well. I, I, I read that uh, last week they had a, a QC uh, doing the prosecuting, <laughs> and this week they had a junior, a junior <laughs> janitor from... So, no offence to the guy. Someone, uh, someone in the first year of law school. Yeah, they, they got someone out of, uh, what do you call it, when uh, you can't afford a lawyer and they get the, <laughs> they get the yes. one that you don't pay uh, for. Well, yeah, the pro bono <laughs> the people. Pro bono. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I apologise to uh, uh, that, uh, but that guy. But, uh, yeah, they had a lot, uh, not a senior person prosecuting it, uh, and I think a few people were upset about that, but... Look, we'll see what happens. Uh, watch this space because uh, it'll be interesting to see the next time and I'm sure someone will touch an umpire again and what, what they do that time. But uh, I think if someone does it going forward, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll probably get in trouble. But I don't know. It's a funny precedent, they said, because one week, the precedent one week is not the same as the next. And as I said, that's the most frustrating thing about it. All right, yep. we'll, we'll move on. Um, I thought there was an interesting uh, uh, post um, from uh, a Demon Land poster this week. Uh, this week, a few days ago, uh, Buck Naked, Buck Naked, however you want to say it, and um, he just talked about the last few weeks. You know, we've been playing weaker teams, and you know, I've seen a lot of people on social media and friends as well saying. Uh, oh well, you know who have Melbourne played? They haven't played anyone. Well, you can only, first of all, you can only beat um, who you put up against. And in the past, we probably would have dropped a couple of these games. And and I think it is, it shows that we are sort of getting on track and maturing as a team that we can put away uh, these team, beat these teams. Um, did you see the post I'm talking about? Um, yeah, I might read a few of his yeah. points. He said. Um, he said, um, we, turned, we turned up the game plan over the summer and the JLT showed us uh, implement a version of it and uh, we looked like top four material at, at that time. Uh, he said, we played less than ideal footy and took the points in a couple of games. Uh, that's North Melbourne and Brisbane playing for three quarters with a defensive press way too high. Uh, Maxi wasn't hitting to advantage and we had a terrible inside 50 uh, connections. Uh, we were slaughtered by the Hawks, which was a wake-up call. Uh, we played okay versus Richmond, a bit rushed early, but the third quarter was some of the uh, toughest contested ball that he had ever seen in football for a while. Um, so then we came to the few easy games in a row, um, and uh, he said, you know, the back six has started to work in these games. Uh, Lever's beginning to show some real skill, and Lewis now being, you know, general-like, uh, Jedda rediscovering his form, and I'll add that Hibbard's also uh, coming into a bit of form. Uh, T-Mac is uh, back and building. Uh, forward connection still needs work, but forward pressure is manic. Uh, the big four, meaning uh, the big four forwards, had a couple of games to work together. Uh, the midfield is growing now with Salem and Angus getting in amongst it, and Viney's now about to, to return. Um, so I think it's been good these four weeks against uh, you know a few we- three weeks and then you know we've got this week that they're really getting to start to to play together. We're getting to build you know the you know the strategy and the structure and um, I think it's been a good thing having you know this period of playing some easier teams to get a bit of momentum because we've got a big couple of weeks coming up before the bye. And, you know, I think we needed to just reset and, um, 
things are starting to gel together. So let's hope it uh, continues on uh, past this week and uh, leading up to the bye. Yep. Yep, agree with all that. And it's been, I guess, a bit fortuitous, really. Uh, the absence of Viney and McDonald um, certainly impacted, uh, you know, on our uh, on our form and capacity. Um, so I, I guess we are a bit lucky that the the draw has been the way it is because we've certainly got a, a tougher tougher back end of the uh, of the home and away season than the beginning. So um, it, it's worked out uh, worked out um, okay so far. I'll just read uh, Bucknecker's uh, end to it, uh, which is the point I was trying to get at, is this little period uh, could be the making of this team uh, if we went straight into the harder contests uh, with no trust in the game plan and each other. Uh, it could have been messy. Um, it, it, you know, it looks like these games have allowed us to, you know, to just get it all together and, and you know, sort of reset and, and you know, practice again in match conditions, all the things that they're working towards. Um, over the summer, and um, yeah, it's um, definitely hold us in good stead. Uh, you know, going into the bye in the back half of the year, if we, you know, having strung these good games together. But you yep. know, it's one thing doing it against you know weaker opposition. Now we've got to sort of show it against the the better teams in the league. But let's not get ahead of ourselves because we've still got a game uh, to go this week, um, and you know. We've got to get it. You know, we've had trouble against Carlton in the past, um, last year, and even in the the years, couple of years before that, they've given us a little bit of trouble. And yeah, um, can't take anyone lightly. But uh, we've done the job against some weaker oppositions last few weeks, and uh, in the past we wouldn't have. So it's it's a new demons outfit, and um, yeah. Um, we also had uh, this week um, another thread uh, that I thought was quite interesting. Um, it's just about our backline and, um, you know, what's to come because we've got, um, you know, we've got Lewis and Vince who are getting on in age. Um, what's Lewis? He's uh, 32, soon to be 32. Vince is 33. Jeddah's 28. Jeddah's still got a bit of football left in him, you can tell. But the, but the other two, you know, in the in you know over the next the rest of this year and going into next year, um, they're going to be slowing down and probably vacating the the team. You would think. Uh, so who have we got coming back into the team? I think it's an interesting discussion. I, I think our forward line's pretty much uh, set. You know, midfield, I think we're set. Uh, but the back line, we've got to keep sort of, uh, you know, as these two player, two experienced players come out, who's to come to come up? Um, are you worried about our backs uh, with what we've got to come in? No, I actually thought, uh, look, it's an interesting thread. I actually thought it was a bit sort of not premature. Yeah, or might be premature. A, a bit overdone. Nev is not close to finishing. Um, he's still at the peak of his powers and has got a, more than a few years left. Um, Lewis and uh, uh, Lewis and Bernie are obviously um, a bit closer to the end of their careers, but I'd be more concerned if it was key defenders um, who were coming to the end of the careers, whereas really our key defenders... Um, are basically at the very start of their careers. 
um, you know, in terms of Oscar and Lever and um, Hibbo's got plenty of time to go. Um, we've seen Salem, um, who spent a bit of time in the middle, now going back to half-back again. Um, Jaden has obviously been a, a half-back um, out of form at the moment and struggling a bit at Casey, but um, he's a candidate for there. And, um, yeah, not devaluing the half-back, but I would have thought it's one of the easier positions to fill um, in comparison to, say, as I say, key defenders or, or, or key forwards or even potentially small forwards. You're playing behind the ball, so it's a bit easier to read. So um, not too fussed about it. Um, interesting discussion to have. Apparently Oscar Baker's um, doing spending quite a bit of time at halfback in, in Casey and looks like a, a likely prospect. Um, I haven't seen him play, but by all reports, Harrison uh, Petty, who is a key position player, looks to have the goods. Um, so that uh, you know, that's um, it's another name in the mix there. So uh, yeah, not stressed about it at this stage. Um, it could well be that Jones goes back there um, to play a Vince uh, type role or a Hodgie type role. Yep. Uh, in the back yep. line, yeah. Um, I, I won a drunken on uh, this week, but he couldn't due to work commitments because he, uh, you know, he sort of outlined uh, what he thought. Um, uh, Hunt isn't in form at the moment, uh, but obviously uh, we have seen uh, what he is capable of doing at AFL level. Uh, Wagner can play the half-back role strongly yep. too when he's up and about. And don't forget, he's only in his third year. Uh, Joel Smith uh, has been yep. killed with injuries, but uh, yesterday started to, and that was about the Casey game, yesterday started to play some much better footy. I think he could do the Lewis Vince role pretty well uh, with the added bonus of fantastic aerial skills. Um, he then went on to say... Um, and look, his brother Declan's also yeah. Backman um, yeah. of, the, of the key position variety, so he's... Uh, He's also in the mix there. Uh, he said that uh, uh, Dion Johnston's been trialled down back at the moment, but unfortunately it looks like he may not ever get to AFL standard. Uh, Oscar Baker has been super impressive and very versatile, can play half-back, wing, half-forward, uh, which could be very useful in the AFL. Uh, Petty has shown some good signs as a key defender, which is probably the hardest role to fill in the game, and it's hard for uh, Drunken not to be biased with Kelty. Uh, Guilty, uh, but if he strings together a few good games over the next month, he too will be in contention for AFL selection. Um, so, look, it's still got a, a ways to go, a few of these guys, but, um, you know, uh, I don't think Lewis and Vince are going anywhere yet, but uh, it's just an interesting thing to look at what we've got coming up uh, for the back line because we've got two big names that probably will start to uh, wind down their careers uh, going into uh, 2019. So, um yeah. yeah, interested to see Joel Smith and what he's got to offer. You know, lots of promise there, um, as Drunken said, uh, been sort of um, crawled by injury um, to date, but uh, um, apparently very good in the air and uh, um, good in other ways too. So, yeah, lot to offer there. Uh, if you and, want... of, and, of course, Frosty is, uh, is uh, also going around in the twos, so he's another... Um, another key position player. 
Well, I think he's back up as he's there as spare parts back up at the moment as well. Yeah. Um, you would think. Uh, you know, I like him. He does some good things, and um, you know, it's good. Uh, you know, we've got a little bit of depth, so um, you know, it's a good thing. Um, if you do want to join the show before we wind up, we've got a couple more topics I just want to touch on. Zero three nine zero one six three triple six, or you can. Skype Demonland31. We love to hear from Demonlanders. Of course, we've got the chat room, demonland.com slash podcast. Uh, if you've got anything you want to say, and we'll read it on the air. Um, the Indigenous, the 2018 Indigenous Guernsey was uh, released this week. Um, uh, have you had a look at it? Uh, what are you thinking? Somebody broke the embargo, actually, and well, released, wh- it, uh, was released there, it ahead of time. Was there an embargo? I don't know. I put up. I started a thread. I saw the D's had a sneak peek on their thing. Someone, uh, I can't remember who, said, well, I googled 2018 uh, Indigenous Guernsey, and this photo came up, and it had a link uh, to the demon shop, that was a broken link because they had obviously uh, uploaded it to the internet and not made it live. But <laughs> Google caches everything that gets, you know, his big brother is watching and they cache everything, uh, which means it was there that could be seen that way. So it was there, it was on the internet. Um, I don't know. I showed Demon Land an early look. Um, did you get a cease and desist no, I didn't. letter from me? No. <laughs> I don't. Uh, you know, who knows? Uh, look, if the club would have contacted me, I would have taken it down. Um, it, look, it's different. It's not like I stole the image from them or someone leaked it to me. It what was there on the internet. to punish us by not providing guests in the future? Look, if, if they do that, well, don't, you know, no need to be petty. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. Look, I've always said in the club, I've spoken to people at the club, if any time they want something taken down, I'll take it down. Club comes first in my eyes, but this was on the internet. It was already there. Someone posted it. So, you know, yep. it's not for me to police things. I'm happy, you know, for club, if you are listening, you want something taken down, contact me um but i'm very i'm I'm very easy to work with in that sense and we'll get it down but you know it's i look i certainly wouldn't release sensitive information it's still promotion for the club and the brand and the sponsors get up there so anyway i'll i'll take anything down you want me to take down but uh Anyway, that's that was the. What did you think of the Indigenous Guernsey? That's what we're here to talk about. I think it was Jeffy's auntie who uh, did the design. Um, you know, look, I saw people complaining about it, but I don't see there's anything wrong with it. No, not, not complaining look, about it, but saying it's not as good as last year's. Auntie means something a bit different in the Indigenous world oh, okay, um, yep. than what we understand it to mean in our family structure. Um, kinship arrangements um, are, are, are quite complex um, in the Indigenous world. Um, so you can have many aunts and uncles who who aren't necessarily... Um, blood-related? Uh, blood-related in the same way that we understand it to be, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I, I don't mind it. I actually agree, though, with others. I really loved last year's jumper, Um uh, I thought the design was a little bit better. Um, not to say I don't like this year's, but uh, I did. I did prefer last year's, and I actually would prefer if we if we wore the same jumper at least for a few years and just give it a bit of continuity. 
Um, I understand the um, look. There's a commercial factor in redesigning it every year um, and people buying a fresh new Guernsey each year. But I think it'd also be nice to have a bit of, uh, as I say, continuity with it. Um, but I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, I, I don't uh, don't mind it. But um, well, what yeah, do you not think? as not as good as the uh, as the 2017 version. What do you think of uh, a few people were also criticising the fact that there are so many jumpers over the year, you know, we've got the Anzac jumper, we've got the away Guernsey, we've got the uh, Indigenous round Guernsey, Um, we're having later in the year, I think, when we play Frio, a special 160th celebration Guernsey with people's names on it, and um, are there too many Guernseys throughout the year? Uh, Absolutely, 100%. (laughs) Um, there's so many Guernseys that the the one we wear the least is our normal jumper. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't like that. And I understand, um, you know, the, well, again, there's a commercial element to it. You know, there's all these different jumpers to buy. You get the, the disco version and the main version and, as you say, the Anzac and the Indigenous. Um are we wearing a pink jersey again? Are we doing the, the BCNA um, breast cancer pink lady game? I, I don't know. So, yeah, I, I just hope that if they are doing a 160th anniversary jumper that it's not the one with the laces no. um, on the front that break Robbie Flower fingers <laughs> um, because that's no good. So uh, in answer to your question, yes, far too many Guernseys and far too many rounds that are thrown over to social issues. I don't have a problem with Indigenous round at all and Anzac Anzac is obviously something. But, um, you know, I think this round is the country round, isn't it? Country versus city or something? No, I thought it was retro round. Oh, it could be both. <laughs> and, look, that's just, you know, do we need to recognise the country? Fair income. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, uh, just absurd. Too much. Absolute overkill. And AFL um, pushing too far into social issues, um, which uh, it needs to concentrate on footy and getting consistency into umpo- into tribunal decisions and umpiring decisions rather than trying to fix the world um, with a special round every second week. I'd just like to point out that the thoughts and uh, comments of uh, Great Viney are not, <laughs> not necessarily the thoughts of, of, of Demon Land uh, Incorporated. Uh, um, now, the, uh, I saw on the official site and on the AFL.com today there was a... Um, there was a post about the most iconic uh, numbers from each club and uh, the, the little blurb they had about Melbourne uh, only mentioned uh, Jumper 11 uh, based solely on, uh, well, not solely, but on Jimmy Steins and now uh, Maxi Gorn uh, and what he's done in that number. And they sort of, in that little blurb, they made mention that they both started in number 37. Um but I think there's a couple of other iconic numbers for the D's. Um, certainly, certainly, there's a few other iconic numbers. Certainly, uh, number two um, and uh, number thirty-one. But I guess uh, you know, for 
31 for the new generation of D's fans. Um, you know, 31 might not be such a, a well-known number for them. Um, what's your most iconic number? Well, this is what happens when you get um, you get sports footy journalists who are barely out of high school <laughs> and don't have an appreciation for the history of the game. Because as iconic as 11 is, and, you know, Jimmy is a huge figure in the history of the game, Barassi is obviously one of the all-time greats of football. Um, and 31 absolutely is an iconic Melbourne number. You and I, uh, we didn't see Ron play. We started uh, started going to the footy um, at the time that he began coaching. But, uh, you know, I remember when you played uh, footy as a junior and I played and your brother and my brother, we all wore uh, yep. 31. Um, if we couldn't get 31, we wore two, um, obviously for Robbie. So I would have thought uh, 31 and two are the first two cabs off the rank. Some of um, some don't like 31 because they say, well, Ron <laughs> left to go to Carlton. Yeah. It's a bit, a bit churlish. Um, I-, I thought you were going to uh, say because of Scully. <laughs> Uh, Well, that's an issue too. I guess he's tainted it somewhat. Um, 16 was my favourite number growing up because I liked Adrian Batterston, but I don't know whether whether too many people uh, would consider that, um, would consider him to be an icon of the club. So, uh, look, it's, um, I noticed, you know, your social media accounts are still Demon Land 31. Yep. So for me, it's uh, thirty-one and two, and then uh, and then a bit of daylight to the next, yeah, which is probably eleven. And once um, a few people on that thread on Demonland where we were discussing this mentioned that uh, once Clary wins his third Brownlow medal, uh, that's uh, number thirteen uh, with him and uh, Jakovic and Uze uh, will be the iconic. Uh, number but uh, we've got a few years and a lot of water under the bridge to go through uh, until that happens uh, yeah anything else uh, Mr Graveiney uh, before we wrap things up anything that caught your attention this week uh, anything you want to bring up floor is uh, yours no, that, what that, made you uh, angry <laughs> sorry what, what's made you angry this week besides in uh, the the many the many Guernseys that we've uh, forced to wear during the year. Um, did you watch MasterChef? Has that been on already? Uh, I didn't watch it. Uh, was on tonight, uh, starring Jonesy. Um, and it, look, there were a few people on Demonland today who were saying, <laughs> "Why put these guys on the thing?" First of all, I think it was filmed in October last year. You know, they say, "Why detract from from their footy playing?" I think it's a good thing. I mean, if you can get our mugs and our jumper and our sponsors, and mind you, it was a jumper with our old sponsor on it, but having been filmed in October, there's nothing you can do about that. But it's exposure for the club. I can't. Any time we can get exposure to a wider community, um, that's not a bad thing. Um, you know, people complain about us having to play in the Northern Territory twice a year. You know, and success will. Will will sort of go a long way of not having to do those things, but any time we can get our mug and our sponsors' logos on TV is, is got to be a good thing, whether you like reality TV or you don't. Um, I think it's a good thing. 
I agree, and I also liked Moonshadow's comment on this um, a little while ago when he said, uh, just be careful that Columbaris, George Columbaris, doesn't lose his shit and punch one of our players in the guts. <laughs> He's a small, angry man. You've got a history of aggro, and he might make a good inside mid. So well, uh, I thought that was, a, that was a good take. Is he a Carlton supporter as well? For George some reason, Columbaris, he just seems like a Carlton supporter to me. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, could well be, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, that was on tonight. Um, I'm not sure what how many of our players were on there, or I know Jonesy was. Um, I don't know if they were cooking or just judging, or they were the, the contestants might have been cooking for for some of the players. I don't know. So uh, maybe we'll find out some more on, on Demon Land about that. But my point stands, anytime we can get our mug on TV and well done to the whichever department, the marketing department or whatever, that got them uh, a, a big... Yep. Um, you know that thing on. I think it's one of the highest rating shows during during the year. So um, the more people seeing uh, the D's, the better. The Dalai Lama has been on Master Chef, <laughs> so if you've got a problem with it, take it up with uh, His Holiness. Yeah. All right, so uh, back at the G this week. Not a home game for us, but it is one of the reciprocal home games. So your membership, does that everyone's membership get you into the game this yep. week? Yep. yep. So if you're a D's member, get down, support us. Carlton won last week, so their bandwagon supporters will be back out there and they're always loud. Let's get out there and um, and cheer for, cheer for the D's. Um, you know, it's another game we've got to put in the bank. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and um, yeah, let's let's hope we get a big win over these mongrels because uh, I can't stand them. And yep, yeah, couldn't agree right. more. All right, uh, with that, um, we'll play out our beautiful "Come On Demons" music. Um, thank you, Great Viney, for uh, taking time out of your vacation to uh, chat with us. Um, <laughs> And we will uh, be back uh, same time, same place uh, next week. Um, if you do are listening to this via a podcast, um, come join us live. Uh, we'll take your calls and uh, you can chat with us live during the uh, broadcast. Thank you for all the people in the chat room. We'll see you next week. Go Demons. Go Demons.